Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to a very special episode of the One With Friends podcast. We are here today to review Perry's brand new book, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Um, Llewellyn and I have absolutely destroyed this audiobook, <laughs> and we got through yes. it as fast as possible in order to come to you guys with a little bit of like a review, some of our feedback, um, if we recommend it or not. Um, yeah. So do you kind of want to go first? Because you, you started reading or listening before I did. Yeah. I mean, oh gosh, I don't even know what to say because like, I don't want to ruin the book, but also I think it's such an important topic. I guess we'll start there. Um, mm-hmm. We all know, I think anybody in Friends knows by this point in time that Matthew Perry struggled with addiction for basically his entire life. And yeah, this book really, like, that is the main premise of this book is what he talks about is his addiction, which he calls the big terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I wasn't quite sure when we first agreed to do this. I was like, I don't know that my heart can personally handle this book right now. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned before in the past that I lost my mm-hmm. brother to addiction and yeah. I will admit that if, if you have a family member struggling with addiction or somebody in your life where you've lost somebody to addiction, this book's not the easiest to listen to. Yeah. Especially the prologue. Uh, I mm-hmm. honestly wasn't sure I was going to make it past the prologue because it just brought back, you know, memories and stuff. And it was, it was hard to listen to, but I'm glad I did as somebody who has had a family member that struggled with addiction because it yeah. kind of it kind of helped me like put myself in his shoes a little bit more mm. um which I think Matthew Perry did a great job at like there I mean there were a few times he mentioned you know things about um you know I think this really led to my addiction or this this ha- I did this because of this but he took full responsibility and he takes full responsibility for his actions yeah. Um, and he's very evident about that in the book, which I, I think is huge because a lot of, you know, addicts, their biggest struggle is they're, they're not good enough. And that's why they turn to these things. And I think he did a really good job at um, making it as real as possible without, mm-hmm. without you know, like sugarcoating it, you know, and yeah. it was good. I mean, there was a lot of there were a lot of fun things that we learned um, yeah. know, about his time on Friends, his time on other movies and shows, but he just kept it real. And like, this is how I was feeling. And there, were, it was fun because there were a few times he was like, you know, if you watch like this episode or if you watch like this yeah. season, like you'll notice this. And I don't know, now that we're like going back through it, it's like, I feel like I'm going to see him in a different light watching it. And um, we are right in the middle of those seasons. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. I would recommend it to anybody, but I do want to give like a heavy like disclaimer that like if you trigger warning. Yes, like if you yourself are struggling with addiction, it might be hard to listen to. Um, or if you know anybody or have lost anybody to it, like it is tough, but I honestly would recommend doing the audiobook because I really loved actually hearing it from his mouth. I think that I don't think me reading the book would have been as impactful as like actually hearing him say it. Yeah. What about you? Man, um, yeah, that prologue, I mean, the, 
he is such a great storyteller. Yeah. I felt, I felt with him and yet couldn't quite feel with him. Like the amount of physical pain that he is saying that he experienced like so much pain and just the chances of him making it at one point and how slim they are. They gave him like a 2% chance, which is, I mean, that's against literally all odds. <laughs> um, yeah. It was so real. He's a very good storyteller. Some things I was, I just, I've never experienced anything like that. You know, like we all kind of have our things that we struggle with, whether, whether it's, you know, it, it, and it, and it couldn't be like, it doesn't have to be like alcohol or drugs. It can be like, all of us are like trying to get along with this life and be good people. And yeah. like, you know, so there are things that each of us, like some people might be liars. Some people might cheat on their spouses. Like there, there's just things that like uh, we do, but yeah. like, I have never personally, which is why, like, I love that you bring a certain perspective. Cause I've, I mean, not to the degree, at least that you have, like, I've never personally really experienced anyone who deals with that. And it was so interesting to just hear his story of like how drugs and alcohol were contributing to his own self-sabotage for the things that he really wanted. And yeah. he calls out within himself, like before anyone could break up with me, I broke up with them because I didn't want them to leave me. Mm -hmm. And it's just so like the irony of it throughout the whole situation. Um, there's a couple things that struck me. It was really interesting. It was really interesting how he threw in and I'm not going to get into it just because I, I can let, you know, everyone can kind of have their own takeaway from it, but it was really interesting to hear him throw in, I guess, like what we can surmise of his relationship with God. Cause it seems very connected and not connected yeah like throughout the story like it feels like in some ways he has a view on him that like a view of him that in other areas doesn't necessarily translate so it's just really it's really interesting to like he could have wrote the whole book and not thrown that in so I'm just really interested to hear we he didn't get too much into it but I'd be interested to hear how he feels like his relationship to God because that's what he kept saying like how that affects maybe where he's at now I don't know it was just it was just really intriguing to me yeah um but it was it fun is, to hear stories it is yeah, interesting ahead. no like you mentioned that it is interesting um because in AA like one of their biggest things is like you know you have to believe in a higher power because a lot of them believe that the drug or the alcohol or whatever it is they're addicted to is like the higher power so they have mm -hmm. to put their mind on something higher than that. Else. And yeah. so it's, it's, I think maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe his version of the higher power was God. Cause yeah, it was interesting to hear, like it wasn't in it a lot, but especially towards no. the end, he talked about it and then just like frequently throughout like random spots. So it yeah, like random experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I want to give like, I, I would recommend it. I actually was pleasantly surprised I, I didn't quite know what it would be. And I felt like it would be one of those, like, like we have to, 
not we have to do this, but it's like, man, just because he's from Friends doesn't mean the book's going to be good. And he might be a crap storyteller himself. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised with, um, with just his ability to tell stories. I will say that there were some elements that were a little repetitive um, mm. that he had stated maybe in chapters before that then he circles back around and like, at one point I was like, wait, haven't I heard this whole thing before? Which is fine. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe he could have used a little bit more help from the editors in the like storytelling. Um, but he himself is a great storyteller. I felt like I got, I, I was sucked into the story with him and I was yeah. like experiencing like it with him. And, and I could understand where he was coming from being someone who doesn't, usually I'm working on my empathy for people who don't have like strong willpower. Yeah. Even though I personally struggle with things, which I know is like hypocritical. So I get it, <laughs> but I, I felt like I, it, it's that common, like if you know somebody, it brings it more into reality. It's really easy to see someone that you have no relationship with and judge them. Mm -hmm. um but hearing his story it's like man I have a lot of greater empathy for him um and I think it's just because of his ability to tell stories so can I give like some like a quick run through of the book and just give like the high high picture synopsis of the chapters yeah just to, so that you guys have an idea of what you might be getting into when you go read so um once again the pro it, uh, the way he sort of starts it is the prologue sets you in with what I believe is like probably the biggest, most scariest like moment of his life. Yeah. And then the chapters, like the ones that are numbered one, two, three, those are going back to the beginning and working our way up to that moment. And then the interludes take us after the moment and tell us stories of what happened after to get us up to like real time. Is that yeah. what you got as well? Yeah. Okay. So um, the prologue, he talks about that experience, that like really scary 2% chance of making it five months in a hospital experience. Um, chapter one, um, it really is like his early beginnings, his intro into drugs as a baby, um, his parents and his relationship to them and how that transformed his worldview. And then we also get the um, origin story of, can you be any? His like little thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first interlude, um, New York is really just a mental breakdown during rehab that he tells a story of chapter two, another generation shot to hell. It talks about his move to LA change in career path, early acting career his first movie, first appearances, and then randomly he throws some major shade at Keanu Reeves, which I was very offended by. Yes, he does. <laughs> I was very offended. Um, and then he talks about impotence. And when I say that this man is super vulnerable, yeah, I was shocked at his vulnerability in this yes. book. Yes, he went. So there. he talks. <laughs> yeah, so he talks about that. The interlude for Matt Man, I really didn't. I really didn't get any notes for um I, without like giving it away so I just kind of left it um chapter three um when he first realized his need for alcohol his elementary years of his acting career attraction to unavailable women mommy issues and how that affects his dating life and the story of how he almost didn't get friends yeah, which was, was really insane. good 
interlude called Dead. Um, it's his recovery um, and how he was legally dead during rehab in Switzerland. Uh, chapter four, like I've been here before, or like I've been there before, is talks all about friends, Jan Aniston. He weirdly relates his drinking to God's omniscience. Um, so that's kind of where he like first starts hinting at that. And then interlude called Zoom talks about COVID and the continued story of the fallout from his high um, proposal. He like proposed to someone while high. Um, chapter five, No Fourth Wall talks about his relationship with Julia Roberts, his first experience with drugs, starting his movie career, tracking his addiction throughout the years of Friends his very first rehab experience and the like cyclicalness of his addictions, um, his friend's intervention and rehab again. Uh, chapter six was Bruce Willis. Uh, he talks about relationships, relapse and the whole nine yards and the sequel. The interlude after that, all heaven breaking loose talks about a relapse and detox and then a God encounter that he had. Chapter seven, the benefit of friends, the show wraps and the following relapses that he has relationships, falling in love, getting back into TV in the interlude called pockets. Um, it's really his, when he got expelled from rehab, uh, number eight, odyssey, six years after friends, um, business ventures that he gets into advocating for drug courts. Um, he becomes like a show, a show creator and a playwright. Um, which he was really proud about. And then there's an interlude after that called Trauma Camp that I didn't really take any notes on. Chapter nine, three's not company. Um, it's hell or something like that. His hunt for a real relationship comes to a head when he starts dating two women and then how he ruins intimacy before it can even come. Um, then he talks about relapse and reconciliation. The interlude, Violence in Hollywood. He talks about run-ins with celebs that he's had. Chapter 10, The Big Terrible Thing alcoholism affecting him on set what it took to maintain normal which was just crazy to me um and yeah. i'm not gonna reveal anything because that it the amount the amount of things and how he had to shape his life to feed his addiction is just insane um but it also that that chapter was the one that i found sort of um repetitive it was like a recap of pieces that he had already talked about um, but it brings us up to the present, like present time. Then there's an interlude, interlude called the smoking section, um, where he talks about his relationship to Oxycontin and his journey of quitting smoking. And then chapter 11 called Batman. It's really a recap and ref like reflection on his life, his people, things like that. Is that a pretty good synopsis without really giving anything away? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Um, yeah, so we are at the 15 minute mark. So I would say we highly recommend this to a friend. Go get it. Um, we did ours on, I did mine on Amazon. I think Llewellyn just bought her audiobook somewhere else. Um, get the real book. Um, I think it's worth reading. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, I mean, feel free to email us or Instagram message us, IM us, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, DM. Yeah. Like, literally our DMs. Um, any questions you have on the book you have on addiction um, I mean if you're struggling oh, yeah. with something and you're not sure like should I listen to this like I'm dealing with this would it be okay to listen to this like I'm I don't know about the end but like I'm willing to talk to anybody about that stuff um, mm, like great. I said this book is hard to listen for some people but I think it's very um, 
important to listen to. Like there's a few people in my life that I know are struggling with addiction that I'm actually going to recommend this book to Mm. Um, just to let them know that like, you know, even celebrities struggle with this stuff and yeah. like, here's like a raw example of it. And I know that fame, I don't celebrities, you know, get caught up in drugs and alcohol. And I think this book also plays a good part on like showing that they're not exempt from it, but also like the fame life is not all it's cracked up to be, um, sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you have questions, if you're interested or anything, like let us know. Yeah, you have a friend in us. Yeah, message us. Okay, well, Llewellyn, have a great rest of your day at work. Yeah, you as well. <laughs> Thanks. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.